welcome into the uh, Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. And today we have a very special guest, the tremendous Xavier Howard, cornerback from the Miami Dolphins, who is PFF's highest graded cornerback this season. So Richard Sherman was the highest graded cornerback last year, Xavier Howard this year. Maybe that means Xavier Howard gets his own podcast next year. Who knows? But we're brought to you by our great friends at DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook and get up to $1,000 in a signing bonus. That's what everybody loves, signing bonuses. That's like free money. We'll take a look at uh, some of the lines from DraftKings this week as I continue to show our man George Shahuri how to pick football games uh, in our final segment. But now, off to a great conversation. Cornerback on cornerback prime. And, of course, the Miami Dolphins coming off with that ridiculous win against the Oakland Raiders. So here we go. Richard Sherman and Xavier Howard. All right, here we go with the Chris Collinsworth podcast starring Richard Sherman. And today, a very special, special guest here, Xavier Howard, is going to join us. So we have PFFs. Number one graded cornerback from last season, along with PFF's number one graded cornerback from this season, going at it and I just listening to you two banter back and forth at the beginning of the show before we ever got on the air. I'm like, hold, 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 hold on a minute, man. Let's get this, let's get this recorded a little bit. You guys are fired up. This is exciting to hear both of you guys just talk about the craft a little bit of what you guys have been able to do over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about him because his is, is, is incredible, man. It's it's nine picks. Nobody's had that many picks in, in a long time. Hopefully he gets one more and, and, and breaks Tlaib's record for the decade. Um, but it's it's really incredible because he's playing man. They're playing man. You know, getting getting picks in zone, getting picks in, on tips and overthrows, you know, that's different. But when you get nine the way he's doing it, one hand guarding their best receiver, guarding – Tyreek Hill, everybody says it's dang impossible to guard on nine ball, picking it with one hand. Like, he's made incredible plays, play in and play out. And and almost – you almost need to add some more points to his grade for a spectacular <laughs> catch and all that. Man, they'll give us that credit, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, though. that Most people, when you're seeing them playing Tyreek, it's like you can see the fear in their eyes, but you just had it, man. And you turn around, you were excited about that one too. Tell the truth. Oh yeah. I was definitely excited, man. You know, um, he, he a speedster, man. I haven't seen no speed like that since I've been the lead and just playing against him. Um, I really ain't played much against him in college, but, uh, I think he was playing running back at that time. I'm glad he wasn't playing receiver. So, um, when he ended up playing receiver and lead, I'm like, man, this guy can be a problem. And you know, um, you know, just not having the fear, just just really just getting beat or just playing as fast as guy, you know. Um, it's mostly be mentally like you go to go to a receiver like that, and you already know he's fast. So you know if you thinking that in your head, you you already beat. So really just having the confidence and just trying to put my hands on him and really just playing the ball in the air because I feel like he's not gonna get a jump ball over me. But I know he's gonna run underneath the ball though. I, I want to throw out some numbers here. These are some PFF numbers here of your season. For, I know the, the nine picks and all that kind of stuff. But what Richard was talking about, cover one right at 40%, most in the National Football League. Cover zero, 
cover zero, which means no help anywhere on the planet. Not even your mother can come out of the stands and help you with this coverage. 13%, unbelievable. They truly, you're talking about Revis Island or whatever the heck you want to talk about. You guys are on an island down there. Man, yeah, we we definitely on the island. You know, um, the guys, you know, even though really we people bought in, me and Brian, you know, Bobby, a lot of guys in the secondary, we had bought in. You know, at first it was like, man, what's going on with cover zero? Because zero is tough and it's really no help. And, um, you know, you just got to trust everything that that, um, that Flores and um, Josh uh, put together, you know, really just – learning from the Patriots also a lot of stuff that they do. Um, also, going, um, we're doing the same thing here also. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, over 50% man straight up is crazy. And, and most times the safety is leaning away. That's why it, it, people don't understand. Like, even when you're in one, if the safety is leaning away, he it's zero again. It's zero. Ain't, ain't nobody coming to save you if they fade ball you nine balls over it. You know, and that's, that's what's so impressive about what you're doing is not only are you not giving up grabs, you're not giving up tugs, is you getting the ball? It's the man is the hardest one to get the ball because you got to recognize the route, you got to see what they're doing, then you got to find the ball, and they're not throwing it to you. And man, so your coverage got to be so premier, man. It's it's crazy. Man, I learned I learned that from you just really just knowing concepts, you know, knowing what receivers can do. Um, you know, I try to teach that to some of the younger guys. I'm like, they're like, man, how you making stuff happen like that? I'm like, man, just really just knowing the concept, just really just playing receiver also and knowing what I can go, what I can do, and what I can't do. And I'm just really just learning from you and just watching some of your film also, Sherman. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. I mean, because the game ain't changing. Is that, I mean, they, they always come running the same concepts, every route. I mean, every uh, offense running the same stuff. Um, right. And at the end of the day, they always going to need the nine ball. Like, they give you sure. a release, you read it through 15, turn around, ball yours. Exactly, man. That's why I try to teach some of the guys. And, you know, um, even though – they probably mix it up a little bit, man. The concept's still the same. They put a little sauce on it, but other than that, you you still get exactly what you've seen on film. They just dressing up a different type of way. Exactly. It's so, but it's so weird because it's so hard to get it through the young dudes. It's like, bro, don't you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, two running a special, one about to run a dig. You don't see right. that. <laughs> two running to the flat, one about to either run a slant or a curl. Don't you see it? Like it's right exactly. here. Exactly, and it really just. Really just filling the void. And, you know, I learned that from um, T.O. Yeah, T.O. down there with you. Man, yeah, that's yeah. my guy, man. You know, he really opened up my eyes and really just made me learn more. I feel like he challenged me also with, like, knowing where my help at and knowing with Rouse concepts and, you know, really just filling the void also. He always used to tell me, it's more meat on the bone. Man, he always, right, always tell me that, man. You know, playing right eye, left eye. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's my guy, man. <laughs> There's so many things to talk to you two guys about, and I, and I definitely want to cover some of this uh, on the back end as well. But I've got to ask you about, Xavier, and about this last game. Again, you're down there playing against the Raiders and basically trying to give them a touchdown at the end of the game. <laughs> and they finally take two out for Fitz. And so basically the game-winning field goal, 20-something seconds to go, Fitz Magic comes into the game and hits that pass down the sideline. You get the 15-yarder on top of it. Try to take me through a little bit of the emotions of that game. Man, whatever emotion you can go through, we was going through that. And, you know, um, really just when they was trying to score, um, we tried to get them to score the touchdown. 
And it's crazy they didn't score the touchdown. They would have scored a touchdown with a one a game, but they ended up kicking a field goal. And you know, it gave us a chance. Fitz came in there, man. That's why they call him Fitz Magic for a reason, though. And you know, that guy, um, man, he's he's a savvy man. He don't care. And you know, that attitude, man, it's it just so much he 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 brings to the team with that just having that attitude and um just going out there and just doing his thing. So yeah, were you were you surprised at all when they came back and said that uh, Tua was going to start this last game? Oh no, 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 no! I wasn't surprised. Um, man, Tua doing great things, and I feel like he's getting better. You know, um, just having that guy Fitzpatrick behind him, and you know, just coaching him up and just really just helping him out. Man, he's gonna be great. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those situations where I mean, it's it. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. I thought um, when you guys came to San Francisco and beat us. Uh, with Fitz and Fitz slung it like no other. Your defense played unbelievable. Your your blitzes hit home like y'all were y'all were in rhythm. Y'all were flying, and then y'all got another win. And then I thought, man, they, this is probably the best I've seen Fitz play. And I've been in ten years and played him, you know, five six years, and and then they pulled him, you know, which 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 you kind of expected at some point. You know, they drafted this boy top five, and they were going to get to you know get to letting him play. But I just never thought they would do it in the middle of him playing his best ball. I thought he'd have to like, man, he threw three picks in the game, and ah, that's it. You know, that's what they was looking for. But but Tua's come in and done a good job, you know, managing the situation, and learning, and y'all have done a great job, you know, special teams and defense, keeping them in games, and and making sure that that everything is is premium. But I think it's, I mean, it's a hard position to keep putting him, putting fits in, and saying, hey, save the day at the end, you know, but. You know, it's football, and that's that's Flores' call. It's going to be crazy in the playoffs. Just give us a little bit of the feeling of how that goes in the locker room, right? Because anytime you're talking about the quarterback situation, everybody has an opinion. My, You know, my mother has an opinion about the quarterbacks. Everybody watches quarterbacks all the time. So is it just everybody is okay with it? Everybody understands it? Everybody agrees? I feel like, you know, we, we really can't. We really can't do much about it, you know. It's 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 bigger than us, you know. It's upstairs, so um, you know, whatever they do, um, you know, I feel like it's best for the team, and you know, we we feel the same way, even though we might, we, some people may not, and you know, we just got to stick to the plan what they have in store for us, and you know, when Fitz come in, when his number call, you know, he do his job and he try to take care of the day. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all you can do. That's the that's the that's football. You know, you one of. 53, you know, and you go out there and do the best you can with the decisions they make. We we don't coach. We don't call plays. You know, you just go out there and try to execute. That's, you know, I, I, I you know, y'all doing great. You know, it's 10 wins ain't, ain't easy to come by. And y'all, y'all rolling. I think y'all probably the most dangerous team going into the playoffs. You know, nobody wants to play because, you know, when y'all bring pressure like that, you can, you can bust up and blow up any game, you know, and y'all, y'all secondary can cover anybody. It's like, it's nobody who wants to just say, Hey man, we want, we want to, we want Miami coming in. Like, there's nobody saying that because y'all can come in and dismantle anybody. You you blitzing, playing zero, and telling your corners, "Hey, man up." <laughs> man, exactly, man. And you know, man, it they've been paying off. You know, and just really just with training camp, and you know, just like I say, just trusting everything. You know, um, with the defense playing the way we playing, you know, um, we. We giving it, we making it a little bit easier for the. I say a little bit easier for our offense, and you know we gotta. I feel like we gotta still score more points and create a, a lot of more turnovers to help everybody out. You know, if we win all three stages um of the game, you know we'll be good. The the one person that I knew was going to be a good coach 
as soon as he got the job was Brian Flores. And I'll tell you how I knew. Every other defensive coordinator, Bill Belichick would let me talk to him, right? Because I had the right to talk to the coordinators. And then it got to Flores, and he said, no, he goes, I'll handle all the defensive questions. And I was like, you're hiding something. You you know, you're hiding something because you don't want me going on television and talking about what a brilliant guy this is and how sharp he is. Because I haven't met him. I mean, literally, I I still to this day have not met him. Give me some idea of what makes him different as a head coach. Man, you know, he. if you want the truth, you're going to get it from Flores, man, no matter who you is or what you're doing, how – he, he he's a he's a different guy, you know. What I didn't really know about, I didn't really hear about him until uh, we found I found out we was interviewing him, and we I knew he was a linebacker coach at um at the Patriots during that time. And, you know um, you know when he came in, you know he he was so demanding of what he wanted, and you know he ended up getting everything he he wanted done here. And you know by coming in, you know people were saying we was tanking last year and just turning the whole season around. You know um even though people were saying we was tanking every day. In the in locker room, we we our locker room feel no matter what we doing. You know, we working hard no matter what people were saying. You know, just bring him in in that situation and just seeing how demanding and what what he wanted and what he was doing and what people was buying into. You know, I give that man the much respect because the stuff. What can I say? How the stuff like how it played out. You know, and how everything working out right now for us. I feel like it's good. How about if you had to say, what's the difference on this team from Adam Gase to Brian Flores? <laughs> that, that's I know it's like loading a gun here, right? But I'm going to go ahead and load this gun from Adam say, Gase I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say to Brian discipline. Flores. I'm going to say discipline. I feel like, um, you know, when he first came in, we had um a wall. If you jump outside anything, it's a wall called Take No Talent. And man, that that wall was so far from my um, practice, the defense side. You know, no matter who you was, we had to run to the wall as a whole team. And you know, stuff that didn't take no talent. You know, um, I feel like that really helped helped us out a lot. Helped us out a lot. You know, just really just holding us accountable. Also, yeah. For for whatever reason, it is clicking down there right now. And now you've got to go in and try and pull off this next one, right? This is this is the game uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And, and I'm, I don't know if you've had a chance to start watching them on tape yet again uh, so soon, but, but this is a team that now has it going on offense. How much of it you see, whether they play anybody this week, who knows? I don't know any of that kind of stuff, but you guys got a little taste of, uh, of Josh Allen and Diggs and those guys the first time around, right? Right. Right. <laughs> we definitely did. And, you know, um, I watched the film last night um, when I watched them play against the Patriots last night. You know, that, that team rolling, man, that team hot. You know, um, they also playing good ball on defense also. So, you know, that that team, that's that's a tough team. And, you know, I feel like nobody want to really want to play the Bills also. <laughs> right, right. That's what's going to be <laughs> about that game is, is this going to be a potential playoff matchup between two of the hottest teams and two of the best defenses. Um, and – yeah, I mean, two of the best corners in football, you and Trey White. Um, and, I, I mean, it's, it could go any way. But they got a great receiving core. Y'all got a great secondary. And it's pressure. And they they, they O-line does a great job with Max Protect. They they set it up with Lee Smith in the backfield. I mean, they they, they find him time. And when he when he 
Then he buys time with his legs. Oh, my God. <laughs> he he dangerous. Man, and he, he dangerous. And he run the ball also. And he, oh my he God. don't run you over. He don't He don't care. He don't care. That's why we, we were, like, <laughs> going in with the mindset, hey, he's not sliding, so you better come come to stick him, you know. <laughs> you right. You're going to have to, man. Right. That's uh, I, I tell you, Stefan's had a big year this year, too. He, he To me, he's really made a difference with those guys. Just, you know, I, I never really thought of him as being that short area quickness kind of guy. You know, I always sort of thought of him as a deeper contested catch kind of guy. But, man, he they, they set him up inside now. And some of his short, quick routes are hard to handle just to convert some of those key third downs. Man, he he's definitely a problem. You know, I've been watching film on him. And um, you know, I'm 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 a lot of matchup, you know. Um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great matchup, I feel, and you know, I just gotta come with my best. Well, I have no doubt you will. I I, I have so I wasn't gonna ask this question because I've you know, this is just cold blooded on my part, but I am gonna ask it. You guys are <laughs> Or you come out of the combine or whatever. Both of you run a 40-yard dash, and it's four or five something, right? Yeah. And so for cornerbacks, you go, all right, well, that's it. You know, they might be a backup. They might be this. They might. The two highest-rated cornerbacks in PFF the last two years are you two guys running four or five something. Tell me why that never mattered. Why does that time never matter to a cornerback? Because it's above the shoulders. Because it's above the shoulders. If you if you can't be poised, if you can't recognize yourself, if you can't put yourself in position, understand the scheme, understand where your help is, understand down and distance, in the moment, in the craziness, in the chaos, then it doesn't matter. I mean, I've seen corners that run 4-2 get beat on 60-yard bombs. I didn't see corners that run 4-3 get 200, 300 yards put up on them. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, speed only matters how fast you play, how fast you can process, how fast you can understand, analyze, and execute. Exactly, exactly. I feel the same way. You know what he said. You know, I've seen 4-2 guys get beat on the fade ball. I'm like, how he doing that? He run this and run that. You know, like he said, it's above the shoulders. And I feel like um, I feel like technique also help out a lot, too. If you, uh, if you know how to play good technique, I'm um, like, like some, the scouts were saying they were saying um, on film you don't you don't look like a four five. I can make a four three receiver look like he run a four five. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. You do a great job of squeezing those guys. Like you you make them believe they can get an outside release, and next thing you know they're running next to the chain crew down there. Right, 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 man. You know um. Really just playing street ball and um, really just, you know, everybody wanted to run a fade ball. And I feel like I feel like if I was an offensive offensive coordinator, I'm like, I would not run a fade against him. Like that's that's what he want. Like that's just turn turn your back and look find a ball. And that's anybody ball. Right, right. But it's like it's like people that usually are that fast don't develop the other skills. You know what I mean? Like right. like Zay, he 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 developed he, when you play receiver, you want you you gotta understand, hey, splits, alignment. Down in distance, hey, I got to run this this slant. So I got to put my left foot up. I got to run a three-step slant. I got to run a seven-step post. And you get – like, all you do is locate balls all day. So exactly. ball skills is like no matter what position you're in, find the ball, go get it. Not find the ball and wait for it to come to you. Find the ball and get between the man and the ball and catch it. Exactly. And that's it. That's it. That's that's how we do it, man. That's, that's how Sherman do it. That's how I do it, man. Come on now. Come on now. You're going you to get to the 40 club soon. 
Yeah, that's that's the goal right there, man. Where, where you at right now? I'm at 40, 41, uh, 40. Yeah, 40 even. Congrats, man. Appreciate that. It's only going to take him four years, though. Right, right. That's right. <laughs> man, they keep throwing the ball, man. I'm trying to snag everyone. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to do that. I got nothing but support for you. Man, I appreciate that. Hey, Xavier, tell me what it's meant to you to have Byron uh, Jones on the other side. So, in other words, no matter how good you are, Richard's known this for years. Uh, we used to call his games, and I, he would go over there, and he'd be doing that thing like he's yawning. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, tapping his hand against his face mask. Like, you guys going to let me play today or not play today? But now you bring in Byron Jones, and they've got to throw to you a little bit, right? Now you got kind of the field balanced up a little bit. What does that mean? Um, you know, any any cornerback want that opportunity, you know, to have the ball thrown their way. You know, um, like Richard Sherman, he, when they're not throwing the ball his way, you know, you say he used to yawn. But, um, you know, we, we two good corners, and, you know, we learn from each other. You know, coming in, you know, certain stuff that I'm good at and certain stuff that we're good at, we just pick each other's brain. We try to get better at that. You know, that's, that was a good addition to the team. And, you know, I feel like he helped out a lot. What's What was your impression, Richard, when you heard the news? Because I know it was a little stunning. I mean, he got he got paid to go down there. Um, and <laughs> I'll get into that with Xavier here in a minute. But, uh, but when you heard that Byron was going down there and playing, you know, obviously the New England style of defense with Brian and what they were going to do with man coverage, what was your first thought? Well, I knew he was a great man corner, so I thought he was going to create issues. I mean, they were cr- trying to create what they had in New England with with um, with JC and, and and Gilmore and all those guys and and McCourty, um, and but they were going to do it with just two. You know, they they freaking rotate a, a, a few guys through um, and try to get it done. These two dudes are number one premier corners who can just, I mean, either one of them can follow your best receiver. So I thought it was going to create a lot of problems and they were going to be at a pressure. You know, you could tell by the investment in both of them that it wasn't, that that's exactly the plan. You know, you put that much in, in the corners, you're going to, you're going to play them in man, you're going to, you're going to get your money out of them. Um, and they've, they've done a fantastic job. I think that that has a lot to do with their record. That has a lot to do with the style of play and the things that they're able to do with the pressures and the blitzes and in coverage, because they don't have to help those two, you know, these, they, they were worth all the money they paid them um, and more. And they, and X, you're going to be coming back to the table soon. Like, Hey, you know, I'm say. <laughs> I, I, I think he's knocking on the door to the table right now. Man, <laughs> hey, for sure. I'm banging. Right. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, you know, like, like he was saying, you know, they create that in the Patriots also with the real Reavers on uh, Samuels it's to lead, you know, the guys that they had, you know, they, they put us out there. And like he said, to play man, you know, it's, it's, it really count on us. Like, um, doing training camp, they were like, um, "We gonna count on y'all to help everything with the defense." You know, we we count on our corners, the, the cover man, and that's what they're doing. And you know, um, me and Byron just been getting better each week, and you know, I feel like we're gonna do a lot of good things down here in the Dolphins. But, but you, they had to know the minute they signed that contract with him that you were going to be knocking on the door here soon afterwards. I think you're making about twelve, but you got four years left on a deal. And have have they been have they been saying hey hey you sign that you sign that long term deal man that's that's what you get I mean, how's how's it been going so far? Oh, I haven't really um we haven't really been talking about that you know um I just been playing ball you know it just 
worry about what just controlling the things I can control on the field. You know, everything else I feel like it'll take care of itself. Yeah, you put up nine interceptions. I think you're gonna have a few things take care of itself for sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, I was gonna I was gonna ask both you guys, because Richard played against the Chiefs, obviously, uh, in the Super Bowl. You just played against the Chiefs. As you go into the playoffs now, you start going, All right, who's who's the team, right? I mean, who's the who's the team? I saw the Packers the other night. Aaron looked great. Seen Kansas City a bunch, but I, I really have not been overwhelmed by a team this year where you go, oh man, for sure, there's no way that anybody's beating that team. Is there a team? Is Kansas City that team in your guys' minds? I feel like I feel like it's been a lot of close game with Kansas City though. Yep. Like the, against Atlanta, I think it was seventeen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's been a lot of close game with Kansas City. You know, um, with the talent they have. You know that that offense is man. I feel like it's unstoppable, man. You know, you know the weapons they got. It's just crazy what they can do. But I feel like it's been a lot of close game. I feel like they're beatable also. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take a, a crazy defensive performance to 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 get them stopped in the playoffs. You know, obviously, you know what happened in in Atlanta. You know, with the with in the Falcons game was like. An anomaly, you know, because the Falcons' defense hasn't been playing, you know, extraordinarily well, and and you know, it's one of those games where it almost like looked like Kansas City kind of took them lightly, and you don't take nobody light in this league, and you know, because you can mess around and take a L, um, but they slipped out of it. But I think in the playoffs, they're gonna they're gonna be full fledged, ready to go. It's gonna take some one of these defenses, one of these great defenses, whether it's, it's you guys, you know, and your pressure and creating turnovers, and because in the playoffs, <clears throat> turnovers are king. You know, you you go. Like, that's why your defense is going to be such a menace in the playoffs because if it goes crazy, like like some of these games have been, I mean, p- turnovers are hardly predictable. But if y'all get to the quarterback, y'all hitting, you know, ball pops out, get a touchdown on defense. Like, anything can happen, and there's no coming back from it. It ain't no, hey, we're going to fix this next week and get it done. It's over with. Like, bang, bang, boogie. It could be quick and easy and, and or ugly and dirty. It could be over with. And so I think right now I'd say Green Bay because A-Rod is just – in, in a in a weird rhythm. They have a great offensive line, obviously. Um, they have some of the best defensive players as well. You know, I think they have the pe- the, the pass rush and, and, and both the Smith and Smith brothers. Um, and linebackers are playing well. Uh, Jair Alexander at the corner spot is, is, is playing outstanding. Kevin King on the other side can lock down, you know. Um, I think I think they're going to be a tough team to beat. Devontae obviously is doing everything Devontae has done, and it ain't no real answers for that. I can tell you that. From <laughs> He's not lying. That <laughs> was unbelievable to watch Tennessee come out there, though, because there was snow in the ground. Like, for the first quarter, they're, like, tippy-toeing around, afraid they're going to slip or something like that. I was like, man, Green Bay's going to put up 50 on you guys. You better, better start putting your foot in the ground and making some cuts out here. But uh, it, it was crazy. It was great. Do you guys think that Josh Allen deserves now to be in that MVP conversation? He deserved it from the beginning. I mean, he's he putting 300-yard games up from like week two, week three, you know. But it was just he had struggled so much in his early years that his reputation was preceding him. So nobody was going to give him credit. Everybody was like in a wait-and-see mode instead of giving him credit. You know, he was playing just as well as anybody early on, 300 yards here, 300 yards, but everybody was so surprised. I think he definitely deserves to be in a conversation with Mahomes and, and A-Rod, but. Um... Yeah, I think that was the first game. Um, I, I think he had almost 
I think he had probably like 400 yards on us. I think that was the first game. You know, um, you know, I feel like he's just been getting better. But um, like he was saying, people surprised. And, you know, I feel like he definitely should be in there with A-Rob and, um, and um, Wilson, Russell Wilson. As, as you guys look at this football season and everything that's happened, I, I, people talk to me about this all the time as well. Like, are you surprised they made it through this season? I'm like shocked as hell. I am shocked as hell that we're about to go play the last week of the regular season. I never thought it could happen. And just because of exactly what happened with Cleveland the other day, here we go the night before the game and they've got half their team wiped out uh, going in there. Are you guys surprised we're sitting here at this point ready to play the final game of the year? Yeah, I thought the season would be cut short. I'm not going to lie. You know, uh, even though like um, some of the guys got it a little bit early on in the season and um, how it was paying off, I think it was it was rising up. And, you know, I thought we were going to probably be like eight weeks and we was going to be done. But, you know, I'm just surprised it's all we, we hear right now. You know, we just having a shot at the playoff. But um, I feel like we can do this staying home, Zoom call. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, these meetings is the best meetings. Stay at home, sit behind the camera. Just put a shirt on. Right. <laughs> I love them memes, man. We can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. But uh, but I, I, I thought it was going to work the whole time. You know, I said this in, in March when the NBA shut down. I said that the NFL wouldn't shut down. The NFL don't – I mean, it's two different leagues, and it's run differently. Like, they're not shutting nothing down. Like, oh, okay, 40 people got it on your team. All right, we'll make 40 calls and see if we can throw some people in there. <laughs> we gonna, the show going to go on. Hey, right out the streets, man. They they definitely can come in and play. They don't uh, care. Oh, you got a teacher from 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 New Orleans who can play quarterback for y'all. Hey, we we'll, we'll let y'all run him for this week. You know, we'll figure it out. Hey, just like Denver though, with the with the quarterback. I think they had the. Uh, I forgot what guy they had. Uh, man, I forgot who that was. It was um the video guy they had played quarterback. They was trying to get him to play quarterback. I'm like, right, man, right. This season been crazy. It's been wild, but you but you knew the league was going to do it. The league don't league don't stop. Nothing. <laughs> It's like a, it's like an analogy, like at practice when somebody get hurt, they just move the huddle. Exactly. <laughs> Is that not right? Right. You don't stop. stop that. Don't uh, stop. That, that is the most cold-blooded part of football. There ain't no doubt. All right, Riverside or whatever. They just flip it around, go the other way. Here we go. You guys go, <laughs> go scoop him up off the ground over there. Right. Uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. So it, it, I, I want each of you – now, you two study cornerbacks and study each other, I'm sure. Each one of you guys, give me – if you're giving the scouting report on the other one, give me what that is. Um, patient, great ball skills, great route recognition. Um, get, put yourself in great body position. Try to get his hands off you early because once he engages you and gets his hands on you, it's over with. Um, try to try to move him off his spot, but if you don't move him off his spot, it's – it's over with. I say, I say Sherman, man. I've been watching him since I was in college. You know, when I when I end up switching to um to um cornerback because I was playing quarterback and receiver in high school. And you know, I say smart, man, a dog, and I feel like um great ball skills, um, knowing route concepts, and you know, um definitely a, a tackler, man. And I say physical, you know, he 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 bring it all, all you need into a corner. The height, 6'3", you, you can't beat that. You know, getting hands on guys, man, it's it been, it been a pleasure just watching his season, though. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. 
He, he doesn't even, you know, he, Richard doesn't even watch receivers. He just watches quarterbacks. I've never seen him even look at a receiver. Because you don't need to watch them. We know, I must, gotta watch them all day. I like to watch the the art of playing corner because it's, it's an art and everybody got like a different way, different brush and a different way they paint it and a different way they get it done. And it's like, like you can have three great corners. That's why I hate when people are like, who's the best corner? It's like, depends on the day. Depends on what you're asking them to do. Depends on what scheme you're talking about. Like if you're talking about man, then it's going, it's going to start with you. You know, it's going to start with you. Jair, Jair Alexander is pretty good. Lattimore has his days. Um, if you're talking about zone, Trey White is probably the, the bee's knees. You know what I mean? Just reading, understanding, seeing seeing concepts falling off. Um, but it's so many different ways to approach and to, to strip it down and to really get to the intricacies of, of man-to-man, whether you're a soft shoe, whether you're step kick, step replace, um, whether you get hands on, whether you mirror, you know, so many different ways to skin it. Like Jason Barrett has come back and he, he's back Bruh. in back, strapping everything. And he's a – He's a soft shoe, and everybody's like, he's undersized. Boy, he plays 10-foot tall and 40 yeah. pounds. Like, there's nothing he can't do. Man, that, that's my guy. I've been watching him since I was in high school. Um, Well, in college, I mean, you know, I went to Baylor, and he went to TCU, and I always watched him. And, you know, his um hell of a um, rookie year, you know, being a pro bowler, and, you know, just the stuff he overcome, man, I feel like he should be the comeback player of the year, you know, having been playing ball for, like, three years. And I always watched his game, you know, and we, we talk a little bit and stuff like that, you know, just seeing that guy come, overcome, man, I think it was an ACL, a kill. It was so much. I'm like, man, how you still wake up with that attitude, like hungry to play that ball again? I would have, feel like I would have been hungry up like three years or not playing ball. And, you know, them, lon- them lonely nights, man, you know, the stuff he been through, you know, and the stuff he, he doing now, man, it's just amazing just to see that guy. Like the mental space, like, and we talk, and I talked to him about it. Like, like you know, from going through it last year, like you, nobody can understand those lonely nights alone where you're sitting there, like, man, am I gonna be all right? Like, yeah. am I gonna be able to get there again? Like, you can be as confident and, and say whatever you want to say, but there is a point you hit a point where you be yeah. like, ah, I gotta, like, where it's hurting and you moving it and you like, bro, is this ever gonna feel the same again? Like, I'm, am I ever gonna be able to put it in the ground and move like I want to move and? Strap boys like I know I can like, and then you got to get over it and go again. And he had an ACL, Achilles setback after setback after setback, and got back on the horse and back to strapping people. Boy, he he is comeback player of the year. If it wasn't for for Alex and, and everything he been through, he would be far and away. For sure, that's exa- that's exactly how I feel, man. You know, like he was saying that space, just being by yourself and just knowing. What not knowing the outcome, you know, after the hard work you put in, like he said, being confidence, and you know, you never know, you know, that confidence can do so much until it hit reality when you start back and just doing stuff and you, you're not feeling the same. And like, I'm not feeling the same with my knee, you know, and I know this, I know how my knee gonna feel, I know it's not gonna be never be back 100%. So, you know, just knowing that and just living with what I gotta do, gotta um, work with, and you know, it just go from there. All right, I, I want to. I want one dose of honesty from both of you. That if has there ever been a guy that you lined up against, and it was either man or it was cover zero or whatever, <laughs> and you were thinking, man, this is a bad call. <laughs> they should not have called cover zero with me having to cover this guy right here. Man, you 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 probably can ask my safeties like. 
Even though I play man a lot, I really hate it, though. I'd be like, God damn, can I get another call? And it don't matter who the receiver is because, bro, like, man is zero is hard as hell, man. Like, it don't care who the receiver is. I'm like, bro, like, damn, can I get a zone call to chill a little bit? Can I, can I get a smoke break? Can I just get a rip? Like, <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I know exactly what you mean because Chris, you're saying it like like we get to go against somebody who ain't an NFL receiver. All of them is league receivers. All of them can get you. Exactly. Just, and and if they don't have a name, it's almost even worse. Because they're trying to get one off like, you. They're definitely going to try to work you. <laughs> right. They're going to try to work you because you got the name and they don't. And then people going to be like, how do you get beat by such and such? Well, Cause he damn good. You about to see. Yeah. <laughs> I got hit by Odell his rookie year, his first game ever playing. Never played, never didn't put nothing on tape. It was like this, either the sixth or the tenth game of the season, something like that. But he hadn't put nothing on tape. He was just a rookie from LSU, and so I didn't have no tape. This boy came out there with all of it. Just ah, da, 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 ah, ah. I said, "Oh, oh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> like y'all didn't give me enough on the scout report for this." Like, and Man. then they're like, they're like, how'd you get done like that by a rookie? Like you gave up a, a, a deep ball to a rookie. I said, yeah, y'all gonna know who he is pretty soon. I know that. Exactly. And he's been doing amazing, man. You know, injuries he coming over, um, he overcoming, you know, the stuff he going through, you know, I feel like it's gonna make him more stronger. But I say my rookie year, um, I had started the first five games and I end up um, lateral meniscus. I did it like two times my rookie year. And I came back and I, I think I played against Marshall, um, B. Marshall. And, um, you know, I had a good game against him. Then next week I had Buffalo. And, you know, um, everybody was talking about Sammy Watkins, um, talking about this and that. He'd been injured, this and that. He gave me some work my rookie year. And, like, ever since that, like, when we played the Chief last time, man, I couldn't wait to guard him, man. I couldn't wait. And, you know, because I, um, I remember, like, stuff like that, I remember, like, what guys, what receivers do to me. You know, I, it's right. always a get-back game, no matter who you're playing. Just like um, I say um, with Amari Cooper, uh, his route running is crazy, man. You know, um, since he's been in Dallas, man, he's been giving people the blues. And um, I think I played him probably, like, two times um, when he was at the Raiders. And, um, you know, I had a, a day well against him. I did a good job against him. And, you know, he came back and got me um, last year. And, you know, I, like I said, I can't wait to play him again because he already know what it is next time. Right, right. He got some – him and Devontae got some of the su same stuff in him. Like, oh my God. hop, skip, and then yada. And you're hey, like, um, um, When I played Denver this year, Judy – oh, my – hey, Judy going to be nice, bro. You got some? Judy, man, he got it. Man. I ain't, I ain't never had a receiver, like, spun me around on a slant, though. Oh, like, man. he's so quick like that. I'm like, man, I'm like – when we was playing man against him, I'm like, God damn, I got to get inside more. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pick a side. Bro, I got to pick a side because I, I, I can I can run with the fade, but this inside, man, his his first step is crazy, man. Right. That's how, that's like Devontae's, but that's what they don't understand. Like every and year. And it's a like, hot step and he just explodes. I'm like, bro, what the hell? I try to do that practice because when we play against or when we go against our cornerbacks and trying to get us get each other better, I try to do that once. I'm like, man, how the hell they do that? <laughs> We're not built to do it, bro. We're not built to do it. Right, man. That's crazy. Uh, you guys are the best. I, we need to, this thing to be a permanent show. Listen to you two guys go together. <laughs> oh, man, Jay, I know you. I know you got stuff you got to roll on with here, but I appreciate your time. And I know you've done uh, 
some great charity work down there as well. You're uh, you're providing some bicycles, I understand, to some families. Oh yeah, I had it. Um, I think that was on a 18 or a 20 um, before Christmas. You know, I wanted to um, do a, a bike giveaway. It was 150 bikes, I think. Um, you know, as a kid, um, um, a guy named Jay Prince um, from Houston. Um, he ended up doing a bike giveaway, and there was a lot of like really just. You know, it's a pandemic, you know, it's a hard time for everybody, you know, really just when I was a kid and just seeing a lot of kids on a bike and just experience that just being outside, even though a lot of people in the house right now, you know, I wanted to get that feel back to a lot of kids back in Miami, you know, and it, it felt great just doing that. That's fantastic, man. You're going gonna to make a lot of people's Christmas, a lot of parents who probably couldn't afford to do that, man. It's, that's big time. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. The number one. And the number one cornerbacks the last two years from PFF. There you go. You got to hear them talking directly to each other. Guys, thanks so much. That was fantastic. All right, here we go with my man, George Shahuri, who is the expert on all things gambling, picking games, as we will hear in a minute. But while the holiday season, George, is uh, winding down, the sports calendar, as you well know, is in full swing from the college football playoffs to the winner go home week 17 games, which we'll have on Sunday night football as well when Philadelphia and Washington go at it. There's no better place to get in on all this action though with the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Just listen to this. You just use the promo code PFF and you get 100 to one odds, 100 to one odds on any of the semifinal teams this Friday, but choose wisely. George, we're gonna pick your brain a little bit and say, all right, who are you gonna take? Because <laughs> we're gonna take the other side of that. <laughs> Look, based on last week, we're gonna we're gonna flush it. We're gonna move on. We're not gonna let the past get in the way of, of what. Should we bring up that you went over five or not? Just not <laughs> bring that up at all. Let's just let's not bring it up. Oh, we don't want to bring it up. It was so close and it was looking so good for the start of all of the games. And then, um, yeah, I got my hopes up and it all went to went to crap. But this is college, totally different. And here's what I'll say. You are, you know, Notre Dame is a team that obviously near and dear to your heart, yeah. but they're like 20 point underdogs to Alabama. Yeah. So if you're gonna bet $1 at 100 to one odds on a semifinal game, I would probably go with the Crimson Tide. That's probably your best bet. You never know. I'm just telling you, you know, the Irish have had one bad game all year. <laughs> and I know Alabama is shaking in their boots getting ready to play to Notre Dame this week. So Yeah, just the thought of Nick Saban in boots um, is a little bit of a scary one. But that, is, so what you do, you, you use promo code PFF, you get $1, you turn that into 100 And then you've got the week 17 games coming up, which we'll talk about. And then that's where you want to fade me completely based on what happened last week. Um, if that's not your cup of tea, there's also basketball, daily DraftKings odds boost. You want to take advantage of those. There's, this is really the best time of the year because it's too cold. You can't go outside. You don't want to see your family. Um, the DraftKings Sportsbook app has your back. So go download it. Use promo code PFF. You mentioned the uh, 1 to 100 odds that you can get with that promo code plus the signing bonus of up to $1,000. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Um, I don't have a gambling problem. I just suck at picking uh, games in week 16.
You don't have a gambling problem. You just have a problem gambling. That's that's where you are there. <laughs> that's so, <true. laughs> so I'm I'm barely ahead for the season, fifty two point three percent, which is what what do you have to win in order to break even with gambling with the ten percent and all that stuff? It's like right yeah. at fifty three percent, right? Yeah, fifty two point three. If you assume so, on most bets, you have to bet a hundred and ten to win a hundred dollars. So, so gotta, I just I just need a good week here in my final week, and I will have made money. That's that's my goal. And then we'll get. And then this is just the appetizer because the playoffs, Chris. Playoffs. Yeah. The playoffs is where it really gets exciting. All right. Very good. All right. Well, these are these are fun games to try to pick this week. So we've got the Cowboys against the Giants. The Giants are two and a half point uh, underdogs playing at home, but and it means something. Because whoever wins this game gets to carry over to Sunday night football. And then if Washington, if they win, they're in the playoffs, period. If they lose, the winner of the Cowboys-Giants game will be the winner of the NFC East. I am, I am torn here because you know Andy Dalton so well. And this is not a primetime game, but it's close. It, it matters a heck of a lot. Uh, here's how I'm going to break uh, the tie here. The Cowboys are an underdog, and they have the better offense. Since week 10, they have the 13th best offense in the NFL. The Giants offense, however, third worst, and it's only getting worse. I don't think Daniel Jones is completely healthy. Uh, the Jason Garrett revenge game, I am going with the other side of that. So I'll take the Cowboys plus two and a half, or minus two and a half. Sorry, I misspoke yeah. earlier. Yeah, me too. I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, Andy Dalton now went three and oh here in the last three weeks. And maybe all three of those receivers, in particular, CD Lamb, just seems to be getting hot at the right time. And who Michael knows? Gallup. You know, I, I give up on trying to figure out. I, I, I always uh, I always revert back to my buddy, Mike Battaglia, who sets the odds for the Kentucky Derby mm-hmm. every year. And he's like, don't pay attention to the entire body of work. Pay attention to the last two or three races. And if you pay attention to the last two or three races, Cowboys could scare some people getting in the playoffs. So who knows? I'm taking the Cowboys too. All right. The Ravens versus the Bengals. The Bengals are 11 and a half point underdogs in this thing. So you get 11 and a half points, uh, despite the fact that Brandon Allen went off last week. Come on now. You can't get any stronger than Brandon Allen. Oh, he was good. At 91 PFF grade. That was incredible. And, and here's the thing. The Texans suck. They're just not very good. And that was who Brandon Allen got to play against. The Ravens, now they're banged up a little bit. Marlon Humphrey got hurt. Jimmy Smith, Marcus Peters didn't play last week. But I still, you know, I, I expect that um, you may not have all three of those guys. So I have a couple. Uh, and this is a game, obviously, the Ravens have to win and get some help. So despite the fact that the Bengals are hot, um, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I'd also consider the over 44 and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. My man T. Higgins is about to break my rookie record. I've been getting calls all week. Yeah. So I guess he's tied right now with whatever mm-hmm. number of catches I had my rookie year. And I, But I heard such great things about him. Dan Horde is the announcer uh, for the Bengals. He said that T. Higgins, who I haven't met yet, is one of the greatest guys he's ever dealt with in the locker room. Just a fantastic guy. And so for that reason, I'm taking T. Higgins – 
and Brandon Allen <laughs> in a major upset to only lose by 10. That's my goal. Very so nicely I'm, I'm, done. I'm taking the points. There you go. All right, the Dolphins at the Bills. Now, we've had a good chance to talk about this with Xavier Howard and Richard mm-hmm. already just a little bit, but this is the, – the Bills are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. And we were talking about this one, whether or not are the Bills actually going to play everybody because, yes, they could be the number two seed. They could fall to the number three seed, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, do you care enough or would you rather have effectively like a bye week and just give your guys the week off and let the Dolphins walk through? So here's the interesting thing. I'm not so sure that the Steelers might do that. So if the Steelers, you know, rest their players, then it incentivizes the Bills to do that. Um, in the last game, in the first game that they played against one another, they didn't have Byron Jones. Stephon Diggs absolutely went off. He roasted Noah Igbenogany, the rookie corner. I think this is a different Dolphins defense now with Byron Jones back. Xavier Howard, you just talked to. I mean, this guy's playing better than any corner on the planet. The Dolphins have the best record against the spread in the NFL this season. I think there's a reason for that. Um, and I could see Fitzpatrick getting a chance to come in here and play some uh, some minutes down the stretch. So I'll take the Dolphins plus four and a half. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to play anybody. I, I, I don't think that's true. And do they play at the same time of day? Is that – do they play – Yes, I, I believe so. So they've tried to put the games that matter to each kind of set of teams in the same window. So I would think the Bills would start their guys – play a half if it becomes obvious that Pittsburgh is not playing their guys and are going to mm-hmm. lose they're going to pull their guys out at halftime I'm taking the Dolphins in this one that's the way I see it right there and then the Dolphins they win they're in right that's how it goes there you go all right and I think this is the last one Packers yep. against the Bears the Bears who all they have to do is win and they can clinch a playoff burn Amazing. or the Cardinals lose to the Rams, and God only knows what's going to happen in that game with backup quarterbacks and all the different things. But the Bears have slugged their way back into contention here, and now for the bad news, <laughs> they've got to play this Packers team who is motivated to win uh, because they still have a shot. Obviously, all you have to do is win uh, to have the number one seed and make everybody go through Lambeau Field. Yeah, that buy is massive, right? Like the difference between playing for a two seed versus a one seed is huge this year. So I anticipate that the Packers are going to play all their guys. Um, Mitchell Trubisky has not graded well um, this season. That recent stretch of play where they've won four straight or whatever it is, they've played like, you know, four of the worst six teams in the NFL, um, including the Jaguars uh, last week. So I'm not buying in on the Mitchell Trubisky thing. Um I'll take the Packers uh, minus five and a half. I'd also be tempted to take the over. In fact, I need to make up some ground here. So I'm just going to take the over 50 and a half um, and uh, see Mitch Trubisky maybe throw a touchdown to both teams. The only thing that makes me nervous is I could see the Packers getting a lead and then pulling some guys in the fourth quarter Hmm. and somehow the Bears 
getting backdoor into this thing, but I'm not, uh, the Packers were the most impressive team I've seen this year uh, in that game last week. I mean, they just could do anything they wanted to. Uh, and the fact that their defense woke up and were able to shut down Derrick Henry and that outstanding running game. I, I just thought it was one of the most impressive things I've seen this season. So, can I, which can makes I ask you, yeah. I want to ask you something about that game. You guys did a fantastic job showing Devontae Adams' route running ability, which we've talked about a bunch and how fantastic it is. And it was in the snow. He made the defenders look like they were completely lost. Um, and then after the game, they asked Aaron Rodgers, you know, how good is Devontae Adams? And he said, Charles Woodson was the guy that he said was the best player he's ever played against. And he said that for a really long time. And he said, now it's time to put Devontae Adams in that category. Like how, just how good is Devontae Adams in your mind? I, I've never seen anybody that could make getting off the line of scrimmage look so easy. And the degree of what they're able to do, timing up their routes, like they literally work on the, the timing like Devonte knows Aaron Rodgers, um, what he does with his feet. So, like they had a middle read uh, in a game against Jacksonville, I think, you know, right down the middle of the field. But Devonte knew that Aaron Rodgers' footwork was not going to time up to what he did, so he put a secondary move about ten yards down the field, so he would get too deep on the play, mm -hmm. trying to time it up to Aaron's footwork. I mean, that yeah. sounds insane. But that's where they are mentally together. I mean, they are just, they, they've got this groove thing going. Um, and, you know, now they've, they've got three backs that can run the football, right? Just A.J. Dillon looked fantastic. And so, I, you know, the whole thing, I, I think this is, I think this is the team to beat in my mind right now. I think it's Packers even over the Chiefs. Wow. Vegas would disagree. You can get the, the Packers right now. We talked about this on the forecast. Eric and I did. The Packers are like plus 550 right now to win the Super Bowl. And we said that would be one of the bets we'd make them and the Bills at 10 to 1. So I'm with you. Yeah. And, and the the hard part for me with Kansas City um, is, is just that I think the AFC in general is going to throw more more tough teams at Kansas City mm -hmm. than what the Packers will face in Green Bay. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's that's where my uh, as, as you start to look at, you know, is New Orleans going to come in there? Is Tampa going to come in there? You know, the Rams or Seattle. Seattle probably will have the best shot at coming in there to, to knock off Green Bay. But it's a uh, it, it, it's a difficult thing for me to see the Packers not getting to the Super Bowl if they end up with that number one seed. There we go. Packers Chiefs. Let's see it. Let's see it. All right, brother. We'll see you next week, and hopefully both of us will do a little better next week. <laughs> God, please.